You're listening to Toe the Line, a podcast by me, Taylor Cleland. Here at Toe the Line, we're talking all things rugby union with a few other sports thrown into the mix, like league, motorsport, tennis, you get the picture. All while pushing the boundaries and making the world of sport more inclusive. I'm ready to use my voice to make impactful change in this world and I hope you'll join me. So let's Toe the Line together. Hey team, welcome back to Toe the Line. How are you? How is everyone doing? I am so excited to be doing this podcast today. We have got so many things to catch up on. What a weekend of sport it was. Oh my goodness. I think um, obviously we had the Rugby World Cup opening games. We had a juicy NRL weekend one finals, um, which we'll get into. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Lots of stuff to get into with the NRL. Um, and then we also had the US Open, um, as in tennis, US Open Grand Slam finals as well, which was super exciting. But, oh, just what a weekend of sport. You couldn't ask for anything better. Although the one thing I would ask is that supercars would be back on. But do not fret. Um, that is on next weekend. But hello and welcome into episode two of Toe the Line. Super excited to be here with you guys today. Um, yeah, what a weekend. Let's just jump straight into it. Starting off first and foremost with the question of the week, which was, if you could fix one part of the All Blacks game against France, what would it be and why? And as always, you guys came through with the answers, so let's just jump straight into it. First one I have here is not kicking the ball away from when in the opposition's half, you can't score tries without the ball. This comment... (laughs) when I tell you I got so many comments like this one um I don't even know where to start majority of these answers are all about kicking the ball away and um I definitely agree and we'll get into the all blacks versus France game um in the second part of this episode but yeah I agree with this one not kicking the ball away from winning the opposition's half you can't score tries without the ball 100% agree moving on (laughs) the next answer I have for if you could fix one part if you could fix one part of the all blacks game against France what would it be and why and the second answer I have is the losing part yeah agree I mean there's not really much else to say it wasn't it was an interesting game wasn't it Next up, we've got no kicking. Like I said, lots of no kicking ones. The next one I have here is change the attacking, reduce the kicking duels. French like, French sorry, French like to do that in, French like that to advance in the territory. So hang on, let's read that one again because I got a bit confused. Change the attacking, reduce the kicking duels, which is kind of on par with what we're talking about today. Um, and French like that to advance into. All Blacks territory which is true I will say with the whole kicking game because the majority of these answers are about the kicking about the All Blacks kicking game the kicking game wasn't great from either side I think the French side were able to capitalize off their kicking game more than the All Blacks were I think the All Blacks maybe went into that game with a game plan of of kicking the ball to gain territory but I feel like with when you're like kicking the ball to gain territory you've got to kick the ball once or twice maybe and then hang on to it because there's no point in just kicking it back and forth and being the team that doesn't get possession of the ball in the end and I think this is what 
majority of the people are saying with this one. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. But yeah, I just I just don't think for the All Blacks they got their game plan right. I think maybe some of the senior players in the team maybe could have taken a bit of leadership and said, hey, maybe this game plan isn't working too well. Let's change it up. But um, we're very early on in this Rugby World Cup. <laughs> so moving on to the next one, um, we have kicking <laughs> again with the kicking this, this is actually making me laugh kicking like we have all day hold on to the ball and run it up with some urgency again I agree with this one <laughs> this so again just to run it back if you could fix one part of the all blacks game against France what would it be and why the next comment we have is that so the all blacks couldn't kick the ball so I'm assuming what this person is saying is they would coach the All Blacks to not kick the ball, <laughs> which, um, yeah, no comment, like I said, all of these comments are about kicking the ball, which I find really funny, um, and then second to last one we have here is take back all the New Zealand coaches that left to assist other countries develop their programs the Kiwi way, that's why the ABs no longer dominate because they've all learned the New Zealand mindset, I mean, I don't disagree with this comment at all I think it's definitely an interesting take um I think there's probably some truth behind it I think you know when a team is doing so well and they're dominating and um they and they've obviously got the winning formula which the AB's had for so long um I think they're right in a way but also I think you've got you've got to wonder surely teams are coming up with like their own strategies and stuff so I kind of agree with that one but also you know, maybe not. <laughs> um, and then the last couple of ones we have here is no kicking and then stop dropping the ball and stop kicking. <laughs> Look, like I said, guys, majority of these answers were all about the kicking game, which I guess we can get into a little bit um, now. So that was the question of the week. But um, let's chat about the opening weekend of the Rugby World Cup. Um Obviously, we had the All Blacks vs. France game as the first game of the Rugby World Cup 2023, and it was it was a little bit disappointing. I'm not gonna lie. I think um, I think there was just so much build up to this tournament. I think there was so much talk around from every team, not just New Zealand or France, but I think from every team going into the World Cup, there was so much talk and chat around building themselves up and having a good build up and all this sort of stuff. And New Zealand had a pretty good build up uh, by the last warm up game against South, uh, South Africa at Twickenham. Um, France had a pretty good lead up to the World Cup. And so I think this game had a lot of. Um, hype building up to it obviously it's a rugby world cup obviously the opening game is always going to have a lot of build up but again it's New Zealand and France they've got a long history and I think it was always just going to be a good game did I think the All Blacks played well um <laughs> I wouldn't say they had a horrible game I think maybe the, again like we've just kind of gone over with all those responses to the question of the week I think maybe they got their game plan a bit wrong or they just didn't really adapt to how maybe they just didn't adapt to the game that was at hand with the French um but let's go in and take a look at the stats for this game I think this will be very telling I already know before looking at the stats for this game I think um 
New Zealand's discipline compared to France was shocking to say the least. We, I think off the top of my head, we had uh, New Zealand conceded 12 penalties to French, to France. Um, I think they had like four. I think they conceded about four or five to like New Zealand's 12 or 13, which um, wasn't great. And we had the same sort of discipline, sorry, we had the same sort of discipline problem against South Africa at Twickenham so that was interesting. I feel like there were a lot of things that maybe didn't really go the way of New Zealand in this opening game. I think obviously we had that yellow card with Will Jordan. People I know, I always check the comments and online commentary after stuff like that because I find it so interesting. Um, I think people are always going to have a people are always going to have opinions about yellow cards and whether they're right or wrong or red cards and whether they're right or wrong but I think for me with this yellow card I think it was justified um if you didn't see it I will put a um video up on the screen for you guys but essentially um Will Jordan and a French player were coming in to take the ball um in the air the French player jumped up to get the ball Will Jordan made no clear attempt to jump up to take the ball he knocked the player out from under the uh out of the air and Essentially, the French player fell on his side, so it was a dangerous kind of move, if you want to call it that. I was going to say tackle, but it wasn't a tackle. <laughs> um, but um, the I, I know for a fact in the rules, it's very clear that the rules are there to protect the player in the air, which is obvious, and Will Jordan made no attempt to fix his line or to fix the way he was going in to take the ball um, to protect the French player in the air. I think maybe it potentially could have been different had he gone up to take the ball as well, but he didn't, so it was a yellow card, and they were down to 14 then. I think from that yellow card is when the wheels started to fall, like start very early on to fall off for the New Zealand side. I think maybe the French side sort of took that as an opportunity to make some gains and some advantages, and they did. Um, and I will say the first half for the All Blacks was pretty good. I didn't really, I mean, like it was, I wouldn't say it was amazing, like it was average. They were keeping up with the French. It looked like New Zealand had more energy left in them going into the sheds at halftime than the French did. Um, but then coming back into the second half, the wheels well and truly fell off for the All Blacks. Um, I'm not sure what the French did at halftime, but it, they obviously did something because they came back and pretty much dominated us just from watching at home, I think. Um, yeah, and then it wasn't great. People were pretty pissed. <laughs> Um, yeah, it wasn't too great, and I think we had more possession than them uh, in the first half, which is interesting, but they definitely bet us in territory in terms of the whole game. Um, our meters carried on attack were more than the French, <laughs> um, but I think the French defended really well, and I forgot about this, but um, I think... There was that moment with Cody Taylor out on the left wing right before um, half time, and it would have been like a fantastic moment to get that try to kind of go into um, go into the sheds at half time with a bit of momentum behind them. But he um, the goal kind of went out um, out into touch, and it. I think it kind of really dampened their spirits a little bit. You could tell, obviously, he was annoyed with himself, but um, 
yeah, I think I think if that was anything to go by, um, in hindsight, it's probably where the wheels fell off a little bit for them. Um, but yeah, the I didn't even say the final score. The final score was twenty seven thirteen to France, and at half time it was nine eight. So, um, yeah, the French did really well in the second half. New Zealand did shit really and that's all I'm gonna say on that moving on to however before we move on I had a conversation with someone over the weekend and I it, it was like a quite a eye-opening conversation not I'm not sure if I 100% kind of subscribed to this idea of what this person was saying but essentially they were saying it's not like the All Blacks tried to lose this game but he, he was pretty much saying to me that um, they might not be too upset with that loss against France because come um, quarterfinal time, they're either going to be versing um, South Africa or France. And if the All Blacks come second in Pool A and South Africa and South Africa top Pool B, then we'll be versing Ireland. And I wasn't too convinced that it would be an easy win over Ireland for us Kiwis, but this guy seemed to think it was. And so <laughs> so the person that I was talking to seemed to think it was. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But there's a little theory around tactics for you. But moving on, the second game of the Rugby World Cup was Italy versus Namibia, and that final score was 52-8 to Italy. Um, so I guess that will be a good kind of insight into what could potentially happen in the All Blacks versus Namibia game that is this weekend. I mean, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big scoreline for that's a pretty big one for Italy, which I mean is great for them. So. Here's hoping that New Zealand can get a win this weekend against Namibia. Um, then on Sunday, we had Ireland and Romania, and Ireland won that pretty convincingly with an 82-8 win. And this is what I'm saying about um, Paul B, because Ireland have gone out and won their first match against Romania, like, in a pretty, like, that's, that's like, over 70 points of margin um and that win and this is what the person was saying to me over the weekend about tactics and theories and all that sort of stuff so yeah I mean they could be right I don't know I'm not reading too much into it then this third the fourth game sorry was Australia and Georgia Australia got their first win of the year with a 35-15 win over Georgia. Then we had England and Argentina. This game, I was quite surprised at. England won 27-10. Um, England got a win, so that's exciting. But in true England fashion, they won in a bizarre roundabout way, scoring no tries and three drop goals. <laughs> like, it just makes me laugh a little bit because... They don't make it easy for themselves, but they got the win. So that's that. But I was surprised with Argentina because I thought, I don't know why, I just thought maybe Argentina might um, be able to get the win with that one. But it wasn't to be. England got the win. And George Ford, I think his name is, he was on fire. I think he got something like 17 points. Um in that game, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the amount of points he got, which is insane. But to get three drop goals is just <laughs> crazy to me. So that's really cool. Um, the next game was Japan and Chile. Japan won 42-12. Um, South Africa versus Scotland, 18-3. Which, 
looking at that looking at that scoreline it surprised me a little bit because I didn't think I thought South Africa might have taken it a bit more to Scotland but um, Scotland held on pretty well and then 18-3 isn't like a huge margin especially against the reigning world champion South Africa so that was super interesting and then Oh, the Wales and Fiji game. Oh my god. What so that's as I'm recording this right now, the Wales and Fiji game has just finished and um I watched the first like 25 30 minutes of it, went outside, did my workout, came back in and that last 10 minutes of that Wales and Fiji game. Oh my god. That is what a World Cup is all about. Watching Fiji play is so exciting. I love watching Fiji play and I'm so excited for them at this World Cup. They didn't get the win. Wales got the win 32 26. But going into the last 10, um, there were two yellow cards, one for Wales, one for Fiji. Um, but in that last 10 minutes, I think I think if I remember rightly, the score was at 32-14 maybe, I want to say. Yeah, 32-14. And then Fiji scored twice in that last 10 minutes. And then they had enough time for a restart. And... Oh my god, I don't even know what to say because it was just so exciting and they were so close to they were so close to scoring like in the finishing moments they could have eased they could have like won against Wales. It would have been like the greatest comeback of all time in like rugby or cup history, I reckon. I mean I'm being biased because I just love Fiji, but um yeah, they they lost and it was so devastating that right at the end they um were out on the right wing and um, I can't remember the player's name, but he knocked on like five meters out from the try line, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But yeah, what a game! Like, oh, this is this is what I was saying in my first episode. I think Fiji had a really, really good shot at really going far in this World Cup. Yes, they didn't get the win, but you know, oh, it was just such a good game, and I just love watching Fiji play. But Wales played great as well. They defended like their lives depended on it, which. It, they kind of did, <laughs> but yeah, oh, what a game, it was so exciting, and I just can't wait to see what else, um, what else DG can do this World Cup. Okay, let's take a little break from the Rugby World Cup chat and get into the NRL, and what, what a juicy weekend of league it was, I, um, <laughs> before we get, before we actually yes before we get into the chat I do have a message from someone that I want to read out um this this guy is really cool he um he actually this guy is really cool I want to keep um everyone's name who like writes into me anonymous but he's a Penrith Panthers fan he's super cool and he's so supportive of what I do and I'm just so grateful but he sent me a little message um because in the first episode I'm not sure if you remember that I was confused about how the Warriors could lose this weekend that's just gone and still make it into round into the second weekend of finals but here's an explanation for people who are also confused um he said appreciate the NRL chat thought I'd give a little explanation to why Warriors can lose and still progress to the next round basically is a way of rewarding the best teams of the regular season if you finish in the top four you have to play another top four team in week one and if you 
and if you win you get to skip the next round and have the rest but if you lose you just drop into the next round and basically get a second chance it also means that the teams that finished five to eight get to play each other and in theory have a better chance of making it to the next round as previously eighth played first seven seventh played second etc hope that clears it up a bit which it did and he also gave me a link um he also gave me a link to better explain it as well but i think his message explained it perfectly so that makes it it makes it so much more clear and obviously it makes sense when you put it that way um but yeah let's jump into the nrl chat and go through the results i would just like to say that uh Let's just go through the results. Okay, so Broncos get Storm 26-0, which I believe is a history-making win. Penrith Panthers get the Warriors 32-6, which we'll get into. Um, Sharks lost to the Roosters 12-13. Oh, one point. That, doesn't that just kill you inside? Um, and then Knights lost to Raiders. Uh, Knights, sorry, won against the Raiders 30-28. Another close one. Um... The Broncos, yeah, like I said, 26-0, I believe that is a history-making win for them. And then the Penrith Panthers <laughs> the Warriors. Oh, I don't mean to laugh, but I did call it. I said the Warriors wouldn't win against the Penrith Panthers. I said the Panthers would win, which they did. And I watched a little bit of the game. I think I watched the full first half and then a little bit of the second half and then went and did something else um but people were saying in the comments that it was a shit game or, is it, or, or it was a rubbish game or the game wasn't good or all this sort of stuff and I can only but assume those people were Warriors fans because it wasn't a good game if you were a Warriors fan it was a good game if you were a Panthers fan and I'm not saying I'm a Panthers fan or Warriors fan or any other fan I just watch league I'm just interested in the championships I find it interesting to watch um I haven't watched enough league like haven't watched it for as many years as some other people have to like be diehard fans of one team or like be diehard supporters of one team um but people took it really seriously but to make matters worse and put icing on the cake for the Penrith side um I'm not sure if you guys will be I'm sure you are if you watch Luke but there's the saying going around if you're especially Warriors then called up the wires and essentially um it's just something that the Warriors team have like brought in and like their fans use it and it's really cool but the Panthers, <laughs> the Panthers decided to take on their own saying which sounded very similar to up the was but for them it was up the cars and I thought it was hilarious they made this whole video this whole kind of song to go along with it very similar to up the was I thought it was funny like it was so funny but um Warriors fans didn't find it as funny and I did a little TikTok reacting to some of the comments under the Up The Cars video all kind of negative comments from the Warriors fans and Warriors supporters and stuff but um yeah it was quite funny I believe the video is taken down now but my video is still up so if you want to see me reacting to some funny comments then definitely go and check that one out um but yeah so Penrith have a weekend off next week and Warriors I believe are at home against who are they against Warriors at are at home against the Knights which 
should be an interesting one because they're Warriors of Fourth, Knights of Fifth. So we'll see what happens with that one. But um, yeah, it was definitely a massive weekend. To top that off, though, I did want to talk about quickly um, the injury to Ryan Ryan Pappenhausen. Pa- I'm pretty sure it's, it's Ryan Pappenhausen, I think, is how you say his last name. But he had just come back into playing for the Storm. He'd been out for like something like 405 days with injury, like rehabbing his injury or something like that. And then in the game against in the game against the Broncos, he suffered a Oh, it looked horrible. They kept playing it in slow mo, and I couldn't. I had to like stop watching because it's like horrible to watch. But he, um, it looked, it looked like he like rolled or his ankle went one way and his body went the other, and it, um, it's ruled him out for like the rest of the season. The Storm are saying that he will be back in the new year, which is really good, and because people were saying that he might not come back into the league after that and all that, but. I I really hope he will because he's quite young. He's a good little player, and I yeah, it's just devastating. Oh, injuries are just so heartbreaking. But um, yeah, that's kind of what happens with uh with contact sport or sport in general. Injuries happen, and you can't really do much but just do the rehab and get on with it. But yeah, it's absolutely devastating. Um, I want to move on to tennis, as in the U.S. Open. Uh, I was, I'm a little bit of a tennis fan, I won't lie, um, and the women's final, the women's singles final for the US Open was Coco Goff and Arena Sabalenka, uh, and for, um, I'd be shocked if you didn't see this, because it was all over everyone's, like, Instagram and all that, but, um, Coco Goff, the 19-year-old, bet Arena Sabalenka in, um, in two sets, it was uh, Arena won the first set 6-2, then it was Coco Goff who won the two last sets 6-3, 6-2, and oh, it was just such a good game of tennis, it was so exciting to watch, and I actually had a little reaction video to watch here, and I'll pop it up on the screen for you, for you so let's watch it, and um, oh, it was just oh, such a good game, but yeah, let's watch it. <laughs> So um, I think we're on to the last point here. Triple championship point. So she's just won. That literally gives me so many goosebumps. I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret, but sometimes, 
sometimes I will watch like athletes winning things or like especially my favorite win at the US Open of all time was when so I think it was my favorite final of all time was um the Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens final back in 2017 and oh I watched that I watched that last champion point a uh, championship point sorry all the time because it just gives me all the feels and it's so exciting and I just love seeing people like win I just love seeing people succeed so sometimes I watch those sort of videos to feel something <laughs> um we move on but yeah the tennis was great I really really enjoyed it um but yeah I believe um Coco Goff is the first teen since um, Serena Williams back in like 1999 or something to win a Grand Slam final or so, so, I'm pretty sure it was that but yeah really 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 exciting for her and I'm so happy for her and um, yeah her breakthrough was when she was 15 years old four years ago and oh yeah just I'm just so happy for her so that's super exciting Okay, let's move on to some headlines from around the world. First up, um, if you haven't already seen, Moni Narawa for the All Blacks has been sent home with a back injury, which is obviously devastating. But if you are a Crusaders fan, Ethan Blackhatter has been called in to the squad and I believe uh, is either making his way or is already there over in France. Um, he's been called up to the All Blacks World Cup squad in place of Imani Narua, despite the difference in position. Um, in position, sorry. And yeah, I'm just super excited. I really love Ethan Blackheader. I think the way he plays is so exciting. He's such a workhorse, but he... Oh, I just really love his style of play. I think it's really exciting. He is a little bit prone to injury, but touch wood, touch wood. Um, he is all good. He's actually just got back and started playing like the last few months after um, his like second injury of the year, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, that was super exciting. So I can't wait to see him um, over there in France. And staying on tune with the All Blacks, um, this is coming back to the game against New Zealand and France, but Sam Kane there, the All Blacks captain, was ruled out um, as he sustained a little bit of a back tweak or back injury at the captain's run on the fr uh, on the Thursday. Sorry, so yeah, he was he did not play the All Blacks captain Sam Kane did not play against France in that opening game. I don't think there's been anything that's come out since then about what his condition is now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he stays out um, with the Namibia again I think it would probably be smart if it was a bit more of a concerning injury considering um without, jin without jinxing it I think New Zealand have a pretty good shot at beating Namibia you'd like to hope staying with the World Cup but kind of going into something a bit more um sinister there was reports that a team or some teams not sure who were spying on other teams at trainings for the World Cup and there's a little video that I have here for you guys that we can watch as well. There's been reports in the media today about uh, one of the top teams inquiring with World Rugby about the sanctions in place for if a team is found to be spying on another one at a training. Do you have any idea what team it was that made that inquiry? Uh, no, no, I haven't heard of that, but it, and, and it wasn't us. But was anyone spying on us? <laughs> what, what, do you, okay, that's cool. what do you make of the 
conversation about espionage taking place at the World Cup? Welcome to the World Cup. You know, that's, it's that simple. It's, it, uh, there's a lot of pressure on. People react different ways. Um, that's, uh, it, it's an exciting time and, and everyone's looking for an edge. And so I'm not sure where that one's come from. We're, we're pretty, uh, pretty confident that uh, we've been training alone, but who knows? Yeah, so that was the video um, that, uh, for those of you who didn't pick up on that, that was at the All Blacks press conference before um, before their game against France, and that was uh, Ian, oh, Ian Foster. <laughs> Why do I always do that? Um, but that was the All Blacks head coach um, at the press conference. But I think that's so interesting and kind of funny. I loved his answer. But let me find, um, <laughs> there was this comment under this video that had me dying. And um, <laughs> I just want to read it for you guys because it was so funny. Here's the comment under this video. It said, yeah, it was definitely South Africa's thing. We just want to know how all other nature." Sorry, we just want to know how all other nations' props can look the same as ours, weigh the same, but still manage to be weak as piss. <laughs> oh my god. And cry about a seven to one and cry about seven one splits. <laughs> this one had me oh when I saw it, I was like, that is just so funny. Um Obviously, the crying about the 7-1 splits uh, was in relation to um, the South Africa bench against New Zealand at the Walnut game at Twickenham, but <laughs> that just honestly was so funny. It made me laugh so much, and um, yeah, it was just so funny. And then, shall I read some of the other comments, because they're quite funny as well. Um, someone said, wait for the facts based on evidence to come out before showing your bias, hopefully before the end of the group stages. Um, spying or no spying, just play the game. ABs need to spy very quickly. <laughs> um, someone's commented, worst ABs coach. I'm willing to get every team has, is, will, uh, sorry, has slash is slash will do this. Um, there are usually the, there are usually the bookies spying so they can make pre, preemptive uh, bids on teams um, silly woman reporter get a life Sheila that makes no sense this is not aging that well place your bets here folks it is it is it Eddie or is it <laughs> oh people have no chill in the comments and I am so here for it um, but moving on I did quickly want to mention the um, the Ryan Pappenhausen injury Again, just to give you guys a little bit more detail, there seems, it looks like there's a little bit of a hospital update. I believe he has had an operation, but I'm just going to read a little bit of this update for you guys. The Storm have provided an update after Ryan Kappenheisen was stretched off the field late in Melbourne's 26-0 defeat to the Broncos. The 25-year-old's latest setback came during his third game upon return from a knee injury which left him out of the game for 13 months. In the 73rd minute, when attempting to make a tackle on Brisbane prop Tom Flegler, Pappenheiser's leg was caught under teammates. Um, Melton Storm star player Ryan Pappenheiser has this morning undergone surgery on a fractured right ankle suffered in Friday night's loss to the Brisbane Broncos. Girl, take a breath. <laughs> Um, the Storm said in a statement, News Corp reports he had six screws and a plate inserted into his leg. Storm General Manager Football 
Storm General Manager Football, that makes no sense, Frank Pinnacy, said it was a huge loss for the side, but Pippenhausen was maintaining a positive outlook. We're obviously devastated for Ryan's suffering. We're obviously devastated the Ryan suffering another setback after spending a significant time away from the game after injuring his knee last year, Pinnacy said. Um, he's worked extremely hard to get back to the NRL over that time and left no stone unturned in his recovery. Um, moving on, I think he's like done a few like stories on Instagram and yeah, uh, it's it's pretty devastating that um, it looks like and it's it's looked like from what they said that he should make a pretty quick recovery. Fingers crossed for him because I believe he's only like 24, 25 and to already have so much time out from the game due to injuries. Devastating but um, yeah, really wishing him the best in his recovery. Okay, so we are nearing the end of this episode for this week. But before we do, let's see what's coming up in the sporting world this weekend. Starting off with the Rugby World Cup matches for weekend two. On Friday, we have France v Uruguay. Uh, on Saturday, we have New Zealand and Namibia. That's at 7 o'clock our time. Should I be a good person and get up to watch that game? You guys let me know because I'm kind of... Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I will. This is this is sort of my job, so maybe I should. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Sunday, we've got three games. Samoa versus Chile, Wales versus Portugal, and Ireland versus Tonga. I reckon that would be a pretty interesting game, Ireland and Tonga. And then on Monday, we have South Africa and Romania, Australia and Fiji. Oh, that would be a good time, but it's at 3.45 in the morning. Girl, mm, that, maybe I'll just watch the highlights or like re-watch the game at a different time because that's early. But um, yeah, that Australia and Fiji game, oh, maybe I should just get up for it because that will be such a good game, I reckon. Um, and then the last game on Monday is England and Japan. But that Australia and Fiji game, I think, will be super juicy. Oh, I just love... Oh, shit, my God, I took my head out with the mic. But I just think Australia... Uh, that I just think, sorry, Fiji... I just love watching them play. I think they had so much. Oh, they just they just know how to light up the game, and it can be lit up at any time with them. Like we've just seen in the um, Wales and Fiji game, that's just gone. That last ten minutes was exhilarating. My hands were sweating and my hands were clammy. Um, but it was just yeah, I just love watching them play. Um, but moving on to the NRL finals week two, there's just two games this weekend. On Friday, we've got Storm, who are third, and Roosters, who are seventh, playing off against each other. And then on Saturday, um, for Kiwi fans, if you're a Kiwi fan, we have the Warriors, who are fourth, versus the Knights, who are fifth. And I do believe that that is at Go Media Stadium in Auckland. So that will be another big one, I think. But yeah. It's getting down to the nitty gritty in the NRL, which is super exciting. I think I called it last weekend, so I guess I have to call it again for this weekend. But I think the Warriors might win this one against the Knights. But touch wood, touch wood. Um, fingers crossed, everything crossed that I haven't jinxed that because oh, well, I didn't jinx anything last weekend, so give myself a little bit of credit there. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I'm, I'm hoping the Warriors win because it will be epic to see them in the grand final. Um, and then I am very, very, very excited because Supercars is finally back this weekend. We've got um, the Sandown 
the Tenerite Sandown 500 and I believe San- the Sandown Raceway is in Melbourne. This um, this format this weekend is an endurance format which is always exciting. I way prefer watching endurance formats over, actually that's a little bit of a lie, I think sometimes super sprints or the sprint format can be really exciting but it kind of unless you qualify really well it can be really hard to make any gains whereas with endurance there is so much more room to um move up the field even if you don't um even if you don't qualify well I think I am obsessed with Shane Van Gisbergen I think his style of racing is insane for those of you who don't know who he is he is a New Zealand race car driver he um just recently went over to NASCAR and won on his debut at NASCAR, which is so crazy, um, this is his last year in supercars, which I'm so sad about, because I just think he lights up that supercars field, um, and saying that though, this year has been really interesting with the new Gen 3 regulations, the new Gen 3 cars, it's definitely made it a lot more even playing field across the, across the grid, um, uh, Erebus have been doing really well. Um, who else? Uh, Shell haven't been doing too great. Anton and Will, they've been having some issues in the new Gen Three car. I know Shane has been having some issues with the new Gen Three car. Someone who I think has been doing really well, and it's his second season in Supercars, is Brock Feeney. I think he's having a great season, um, so far. I, I think it would be really interesting to see what happens with him at Bathurst. I think he could potentially do really well there. But never rule out Shane. Shane is a wizard behind the wheel. He just knows oh, he just knows how to drive the car and get the best out of it. His tire um his tire jig management is insane. He could go I can't remember what race it was, but um he was back in like sixth or seventh and he stayed out on the track and was in first till with about like two laps to go because he hadn't done his pit stop and I believe he ended up like winning the race because he just his like his tire management is just so good and the way he's able to work the car and get it in, into good lines and stuff is just insane so yeah I'm really excited for that that will start on Friday with the um with the practice sessions and then the qualifying sessions and all that but yeah, super exciting. Actually, just quickly, let's take a look at what um, the weekend is going to look like. So, uh, yeah, we've got all the practice um, sessions on Friday. And then Saturday, we've got uh, qualifying for... Oh, so there's just the one race this weekend. Oh, okay. So, that's interesting. Oh, because it's endurance. Stupid Taylor. Okay, keep up, girl. Um, but yeah, it's 160 laps on Sunday, which will be a really good race. And that's at that's at 2.15 Melbourne time. So 4.15, if I'm correct, um, New Zealand time. But yeah, super, super exciting weekend of sports. Obviously, we've got the World Cup, the NRL, and supercars. Um, there's probably some other sports like golf or USC or something that I don't watch. But anyway, let me know if you watch those in the comments below. But um, that is it for episode two of Toe the Line. I think this one's been a bit all over the shop. I must apologize. I My head has been all over the shop. Um, so many exciting things and sometimes sometimes my brain can't keep up with my mouth and there are so many things going on in my brain and um, I want to say it all look 
one time that I just can't. So there's probably things I've left out. But as I said, we're very new here. We're learning and growing. We're getting better. And we're just going to have to grow together, I guess. <laughs> um, but with all of that said and done, that is it for episode two. I have really enjoyed this one. Obviously, it was a massive weakness thoughts just gone. And a massive weakness thoughts coming up. Um, I would love to know. Let me know in the comments um, if you're watching on YouTube or send me a message or whatever what you're watching this weekend because I love seeing what everyone is watching if you are listening on any audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts please if you have any um if you have any critiques, good or bad, let me know in the reviews. Give me a rating as well. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Give me a like if you liked it and leave a comment. And I think that is it. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I will see you guys next week. Take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Be kind to one another and I will see you back here soon. Bye.